the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. And I'm Terry Reed, a director at SAPSA. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Scott, I remember that you tell of being transformed by, from a theistic evolutionist to a creationist by a study of the order both described in the Bible and that of evolution, showing they are incompatible. That's correct. In 1986, I attended a conference in Granby, Colorado, in which Dr. Bill Tierney, who was then the head of the biology department at the Air Force Academy, presented the order of creation as described in Genesis and compared it with the order described for evolution. He made many points to show that the two cannot be compromised. You either have to believe in the biblical creation or in evolution, but the two cannot be mixed. This led me to do 15 months of study, personal study, which led me to the conclusion that the evidence for creation far outweighs that of evolution. Can you give us some of the points Dr. Tierney made which led you to see that the two cannot be compromised? Certainly, and as I do, I believe you will instantly be able to identify the corresponding evolutionary order which it is in conflict with. The first of these was that in Genesis it describes the oceans existing before there was dry land on the surface of the earth. The evolutionary order, of course, says that the earth was formed from molten rock and that this earth was, for the most part, dry for a billion years or so. An interesting counter to that thesis is that we have found crystals buried deep within the earth, which many evolutionists believe were formed near the time of the earth's formation. But their structure shows them to have been formed in a cool water environment, not a molten rock environment. This evidence is consistent with the biblical account and not the evolutionary theory. A second thing the Bible says is that life first started on land on the third day of creation with land plants. That's according to Genesis 1.11. Evolution, of course, or evolutionists would say that life first existed in water in the form of microscopic organisms. This order, of course, gives them all the problems of the creation of life from non-life and the formation of incredibly complex first cells without the blueprints of DNA. One of the more controversial claims of the Bible is that the earth was created before the sun and other stars, which the Bible says were not created until the fourth day of creation. Evolutionists, of course, would say that the stars and universe are about 
13.7 billion years old and were created far before the solar system and our planet, which they believe were created about 4.5 billion years ago. The problem here is that the current nebular theory for the creation of our solar system does not work, nor do the other almost 100 solar system formation theories we have come up with. Former Jet Propulsion Laboratory engineer Spike Passaris lays out 54 scientific points of how what we observe in our solar system is far more consistent with the biblical order and of a recent creation than of the secular nebula theory. You are listening to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed. For more information, go to sabsa.org. That's S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Right now, we're talking about the very controversial topic of compromising the biblical order for creation with evolution. Another thing the Bible says on this point is that both birds and fish were created together on day five of the creation week. That, of course, is in complete conflict with the supposed evolutionary order claiming that fish would have been created hundreds of millions of years before birds. Further, the Bible says that whales, in reference to sea creatures, were formed on day five, while reptiles were formed on day six after whales. The evolutionary story instead tells of fish being formed first, then amphibians from them came onto land eventually, turning into mammals, which then returned to the sea hundreds of millions of years later to turn into sea mammals like whales and dolphins. A theory, I might add, which has zero archaeological evidence to support the idea that mammals returned to the sea and formed sea mammals. The Bible also says that birds were created on day five, while insects, refers to them as creeping things, were created on day six. Evolution, of course, says that insects would have been formed hundreds of millions of years before birds, and thus there is no way to compromise these two views just like there is no way to compromise any of the created orders we have discussed. That is what I thought when I first con- was confronted with this material. Well, let's take up another very controversial statement by the Bible. The Bible says that light was both created and present on day one of the creation, whereas the sun was created on day four with the other stars. That, of course, is in complete contradiction to the secular views of our solar system's formation and the Big Bang Theory. Right, but let's look a little deeper. This contradiction precludes an old earth compromise as well. Many people will try and say that each day of creation described in the Bible corresponds to a long period of time, perhaps hundreds of millions of years. If that is true, then you cannot then believe that the biblical order is true because of plants. Plants, according to the Bible, were created on day three and the sun on day four. Supposing that the light which was striking the earth before the sun was insufficient for them, apparently that light, people would say, was the light of God himself. They could still live one day until the sun was formed the next day to start photosynthetically producing biological chemical energy and living. However, if you suppose the compromise thesis of each day of creation being hundreds of millions of years long, then there's no way the plants survive for hundreds of millions of years without solar energy to feed their life processes. Wow. 
That is a great stumbling block for anyone who wishes to compromise these two views. And the Bible underscores this very different order by telling us that plants were created before the sun was formed, which again is in direct conflict with what evolutionists teach. This is a recap of the conflicting material I was presented with over 30 years ago, which first led me to question my beliefs in theistic evolution, the idea that God created everything using evolution, um, or at least partially, in, in fact. And once you question that idea, your research then showed you that the scientific evidence for creation was far superior than the evidence for everything occurring by chance. Quite so. My hope is that our listeners out there will search the scriptures and scientific evidences as I had to do decades ago and find that they cannot believe in compromised theories which say that both the Bible and evolution can be true. Their order and conception are in complete opposition to one another. You can either believe in the Bible or and biblical creation or evolution, but not both as some melded-together idea. They are completely incompatible. But isn't that idea held by a large amount of Christians in many denominations today? It is, and it has become a stumbling block for people not only to believe in creation as stated in the Bible, but it is this type of compromise that leads to a general distrust in the reading of the Bible literally. It has led us to believing the Bible is only an allegorical, uh, a set of good stories for us, but not necessarily the truth and not true history. I believe this type of compromise with authority of the Bible as God's inerrant and holy word is, was, is leading to the great falling away from the church we're seeing in America today. Let me, let me ask you this question, Terry. Um, so often people will say, well, you know, Genesis was just allegory. It was just a story. Uh, we weren't ready for the truth. And therefore, he told us something that we might be able to hold on to and teach us as di- deep moral uh, truths, but is not really the truth. If that's true, when does he start telling the truth? Genesis chapter 11, James chapter 1, uh, in, the, in the middle of the Old Testament. If part of it is not truth, when does he start telling the truth? I don't know. you got a question. Um, Jonah being swallowed by a great fish and living inside the great fish for three days. You've got a question, um, the virgin birth. Uh, you may even have to que- question the resurrection, which some people who profess to be Christians do. Yeah, and, and, and that's a huge problem. That kind of compromise has led to the point that in actual seminaries today, you have discussions about that the actual miracles of Christ may not have occurred that the virgin birth may or may not have been that way. When you start saying and letting that foot in the door of some part of Scripture was allegory, some part was not the truth, it opens up the just a huge can of worms of maybe none of it is the truth. And that is something that is, that is eating away at the belief systems of a lot of people in this country and around the world. What are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, if... If you can't believe the Bible the way it clearly intends to be read, and if you read the first 11 chapters of Genesis with all of those, um, w- uh, with all of those um, ancestors listed with all the genealogies, it's clearly meant to be read as history. 
if if you can't read it the way it's meant to be read, you might as well just be reading um, Aesop's fables or or um, be reading some other moral tales. And I mean, the Bible's on the same level as those. This is what propelled me into this ministry 30 years ago. I first found out through the material we've discussed today that compromise is something that the Bible will not allow, that the Bible and secular science, which is making suppositions which really are not scientific, cannot be compromised. And too many people today are trying to compromise those two, and in doing so, they're throwing away biblical authority. For more information on this and any other creation topics, or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org, that is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org, or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters, which go back several years. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you, or you may request our newsletter by using the contact link on our website. Also, go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com, where Terry has a blog and connections to get his book. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the KSLR website. Click on the KSLR podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Next Saturday, we will explore the topic of science in the Bible thousands of years before man discovered them. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.